I'm Martha Moore, teacher in residence. And as teacher in residence here at MDPC, I often hear people talk about wrestling with questions of faith and waiting and suffering. Amanda Grace, have you found this in your ministry as well? Yeah, absolutely. I am the counselor in residence here at MDPC. We have our two residences here between Martha and me. <laughs> um, but I would say, I mean, all of my clients are wrestling with some kind of question of waiting or suffering. You know, people are always seeking answers of healing, restoration, redemption, just wholeness. The list goes on. And it's not just other people. It's us too, yeah. right? Yeah, it is. And it definitely is. I mean, just the other weekend, I went to our family's farm in Brenham to seek answers to some prayers that I've been praying for years myself. And while I was there, I expected God to show up in certain ways and in certain times, but He didn't. You know, He showed up, no doubt, but it wasn't in the way I wanted Him to or even expected Him to. And I had gone to the farm for these answers when instead God gave me Him. Mm. You know, there's this walk I love to take. It's like six miles long, and it ends at this beautiful little white steeple church. And as I was walking, I was just praying and asking the Lord just for help and for guidance. And Butterflies are my God sign of sorts, if you will. And as I was walking, these little butterflies would just kind of come and walk alongside of me. And it was kind of crazy by the end of it. I mean, literally, one would come, it would leave, the next would come. There were all these, you know, red birds around me. It was like being in a Disney movie by the end of it. And (laughs) I like get to a train stop and a train comes by, and I'm just still just fervently asking the Lord just to. Give me an answer to show up. Let me know that he's near. And as I'm watching the train go by, spray paint on one of the cars, it said, I am that I am. Literally. No way. Yeah, just on like the right train. there on the train. It was crazy. That's unbelievable. And I just was like, oh, my goodness. And I kept walking, and there was this four-way stop I came to, and I looked to one of the fence posts, and it just says, Glory. Just pinned up on the fence. And then I keep going a little bit further, and then there's another sign, and it says, in everything, give thanks. And I mean, I have walked this road dozens, dozens of times, and I have never seen like signs and symbols like that. And so I just knew like God was not answering my prayer, perhaps specifically or the way I wanted him to, but he was absolutely letting me know that he was near and that he saw me and heard me. And, you know, I think of Matthew 7, 7 through 8, that says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. And those three words just really remind me of my weekend at the farm. You know, ask, seek, and knock. And it all started like that Saturday morning with me just being aware of my need and just asking the Lord to be with me. And it started with journaling. And there was kind of this increasing intensity as the day went on. You know, then I was seeking him on my walk and praying and being open to what I might need to be responsible for. And then lastly, just knocking, just the persistence of just keeping coming back to him and to keep giving him my need. Well, and that's excellent, Amanda Grace, because Scripture talks all the time about times of waiting and times of questioning. I remember one of my favorite passages is in Hosea 2, and it says there that God will allure us into the wilderness and speak tenderly to us there. And I've had a personal experience of when He has done that with me in my own life. 
And then again in Matthew, it talks about when how Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where he would be then tempted by the devil. And so often God does that. He takes us one in these times of waiting into a wilderness experience, a wilderness time, not a literal wilderness, of course, but we just uh, are in those places where God wants to show us who he is in a different way. And it's important for us that we use those times well. We all ask questions of why and how long, but God isn't necessarily going to answer those questions. So it's a good idea sometimes to reframe the questions that are just coming into our mind and our heart and come to God honestly. But instead of asking why, Maybe start asking, where do I go from here? What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. How do you want me to stay faithful in this time of waiting? It's so easy to give up, and so often we want to run away, but God is asking us to be faithful. Mm-hmm. And while we're waiting in that faithful place, we can ask, how do you want to reveal yourself to me in this? And what do you want me to see about myself Maybe even we might want to ask, how do you want to build more intimacy and trust in our relationship, Lord? Mm -hmm. And I love that, especially that last one, because when I think of just my personal times of wilderness, I think of my clients talking about times of suffering and waiting, that those moments are so tender and they feel so raw, but that's where the Lord, I mean, our intimate relationship with Him comes to be, you know, when we just come to Him, just empty-handed and needy, because that's what we are. I mean, we're all just human, just, you know, trying to pursue Him and um, trying to go throughout our days. And what I love about the Lord is that He is not far off. You know, He's not cruel, that He wants us to pour our souls out to Him. And in Him, we have access to all of His attributes. You know, we have access to more patience and love and mercy and grace and these things that we just need. And we have this ability to ask and ask ask expectantly, knowing that he'll answer. You know, and he may not answer the way we want him to or when we want him to, but he always will be present. And it reminds me of Psalm 4610 that says, Cease striving and know that I am God. It's so important what you said, Amanda Grace, that our God is not a far-off mm-hmm. God. He is a God who comes near. He is a God who dwells among us. He is a God who is with us, and He does care about what we're experiencing. He deeply cares. He does not want us to see us hurting, but we all have to do something in the waiting. Mm-hmm. And so when you went to the farm to seek Him, and for others, it For others, it might be helpful to write a psalm of lament, Mm -hmm. and this is a really cool practice that you and I both have personally experienced, the power of being able to write a psalm of lament where we get to pour out what we're experiencing, but in a very structured way that keeps us coming back to the faithfulness of God. Mm -hmm. So if you're If those who are listening are interested in writing one because you're going through a time of struggle, or even if you know someone who is going through a period of of difficulty, you can write one on behalf of that person. But we'll have prompts at the link on the bottom of the screen that Mm -hmm. will show you how you can write your own personal psalm of lament. 
So Amanda Grace, what are other ways that we can be productive while we are waiting? Yeah, um, and there's a few other ways. And I, what I love too about the lament idea that you just brought up is so often like when my clients are in these times of waiting and seeking and knocking and all these things, you know, people start to feel so just hopeless and helpless, depressed. I've heard people call it like a fog and ambiguous. And, you know, we just feel like we can't do anything. But the reality is we can always move towards God, you know, whether that is writing a sum of a mint and just moving towards honesty, you know, or moving towards the truth of who he is or moving towards just, again, pouring our souls out to God. And I think a few other things that can help us be productive in our time of waiting, if you will, is, I mean, gratitude is something that has been so beneficial for me and I know a lot of clients as well. You know, when I think of times in my life when I have been grateful, it's when I'm aware, when I have opened my eyes up and I am seeking God and I'm aware that He is there with me, and I think back to my walk. You know, I am sure that there have been things written on that train before, and I am sure that that glorious sign was there all along, but I haven't been seeking Him as fervently right, as I was in those times, and so I was aware, and so I think just— making the choice every day and in these passing moments, just to open our eyes up. You know, God, who are you putting in my path? What are you saying to me through those butterflies or those birds or that stranger next to me who smiled? You know, the Lord is always moving and doing something on our behalf. It's just whether or not we're aware to it. And, you know, when we do become just so, you know, upset or just we are in a time of suffering, you know, it's easy just to close our eyes and just want it to go away. But, you know, God knows how to reach us. And so um, we can just trust and believe that. And I also just think, you know, the process of remembering, like that word remember is such a biblical word, but just to, again, move towards the Lord by remembering all the ways He's shown up in the past. And it could be the past week, the past month, your whole life. But just looking back and remembering where he's been because that increases our hope for the waiting now. You know, it reminds us, you know, if he was there then, why would he not be there today and tomorrow, even if I'm scared? And, you know, I think again, in these desert times, it's hard to remember. You know, we might be mad at God and it's okay. You know, he's big God, he can handle it. But even to ask him to help remind us, help remind us where he's been and what he has like taken us through. And lastly, I would say, you know, none of us were meant to wait or to suffer to ask these questions alone. And I've had some amazing mentors in my life. And one of them once told me that she would stand in the gap for me until I could believe for myself again. Wow. And it was such a powerful statement. And it came at a time when I was just in a pit, you know, and that's something I love to tell clients. And that's one of my favorite things about being a counselor is I get this honor to stand in the gap for people while they're asking these questions. And I still meet with a mentor, and I look so forward to those walks with her and those dinners with her because I know that when I sit in front of her that she is in this with me, that these questions I'm asking, that these prayers I'm making, that she's asking them on my behalf too and that she's in it with me. That's so important for us to 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 remember that maybe when 
if we're not going through a time mm-hmm. of waiting or suffering, we might know somebody who is. Sure. And we could, you just gave us such great practical advice for how we can help other people mm-hmm. in a way that, but just by standing in the gap for them and mm-hmm. saying, I'm in this with you. Mm-hmm. And we all need people like that. I remember Brett Hurst once saying that the first not good of the Bible was that it was not good mm-hmm. for Adam to be alone. And we need other people. Yeah. And so often, when we are going through difficult times, we withdraw from others, and it's actually at those times when we need others the most, mm-hmm. and to just be messy and mm-hmm. and wrestle with the hard questions. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda Grace. I really appreciate all that you've shared and how important it is that you, the point that you made that we have to persist with the Lord mm-hmm. and that when we have this attitude of expectation that he will show up mm-hmm. at the exact right time. It might not be when we want him to show up, but he will be there. We know that our God is faithful mm-hmm. and that that asking, that seeking, that knocking is an attitude of expectation mm-hmm. and anticipation that God is going to be be there for us. And so we are uh, wanting to be honest and ask the hard questions. And uh, it's important for us to know, for you all to know that we're in this with you. And Mm -hmm. so you're going to see our emails on the screen. And if you are looking for someone to connect with, we would love to be that person for you and uh, give you the chance to connect with either us or somebody else on the journey, or even with a group of people who could come alongside you. Yeah. You know, and it reminds me what you're just kind of talking about, Martha, that, you know, we don't have to hide. And I think back to when Mark Laberton came to talk about fear. And my huge takeaway from that night when I was just kind of sitting there was this idea that we can charge the dark, that we can run towards the thing that scares us most. And I think about those prayers that I was praying and the fears I had and the things I was running towards. And it was so scary to speak light into them, right? It was so scary to audibly say them to the Lord and to almost turn them over to Him because I didn't know quite what He would do maybe with them, if that makes sense. Yes. But He only met me with loving kindness. And so, I mean, it might be painful to admit these things. It might be painful you know, to come forward with our suffering and these questions and, you know, the weight of the world is what it seems, but it's just like ripping off the Band-Aid, you know what I mean? For the wound to heal, we have got to just start with being honest and just being aware that, you know, we do have needs and it's okay. You know, God made us needy. We can be dependent on Him. And um, I just hope that all of those that are listening, um, just be encouraged that you aren't alone. And, you know, Martha and I don't say these things in a contrite way, but um, that we could, we have the hope um, of heaven and that we have this God who is ever-present. And one of my favorite names of the Lord is El Roy, um, which is the God who sees. And so just know um, if you're stuck in bed today and you can't get out, if you or crying in between your work meetings, if you are hiding in the bathroom, that God sees you and that he loves you and he has your name written on the palm of his hand and that he is just so for you. And so um, we just hope that um, you do know that you're not alone and that you can always reach out to one of us and we'll be praying for you as well.